adversity is a gift. We're better off today because of what we've gone through in the last 18 months. The team is better off. They're better managers. Would not be what they are today without having gone through that. Welcome back to the Winners on a Ratio, part two of two of episode 18 with Stephen Lombardo, the third of the Winners Find a Way show. Lean in on people. Steve the third is the son of the founder of the Gibson Group, the one of the premier restaurant groups in America. And join us as we close this episode discussing the adversity of the pandemic. What a gift adversity can be, the vision, and how we cannot over-communicate in times of crisis and how important it is to lean in on your people. Join us. Yep. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's- it's absolutely tough. I mean, and the roller coaster of it where it just feels like it's here we go. We're okay. No, here, let's do <laughs> like, wait, yeah. no, no, no. I didn't see that hill. Right. Like yeah. it, it's, so there's uncertainty all the time. So navigating to it, let's talk about a couple of your big lessons after navigating through this up and down world for, you know, the better of 14 months. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, so- a lot of lessons and we've done some internal debriefings on it and, and really um, spent a lot of time thinking about it. I mean, one is, you know, thank God we had the cash reserves and, and not so much debt. Um, yeah. You know, I do think we, we worked out deals with vendors. We worked out deals with landlords, but we also tried to be fair. We weren't trying to take advantage of the situation in any way, shape or form. Um, we wanted to be fair to our landlords. And when things did come back, we, you know, there was, there was a situation, our, we have a restaurant in the suburbs, a Hugo's uh, Frog Bar in Naperville, which the landlord gave us a ton of extra outdoor space. And we were negotiating for rent concessions. Uh, and all of a sudden I see the numbers in the first month and they're, we're, we're like almost at the level we were a year before. And I, I just, I called the landlord and said, listen, I, I'm stopping the negotiation. We're not, we're not gonna ask for anything right now. I may ask you for something later when the winter comes, I don't know yet, um, but I wanna be totally transparent and fair, which is we're doing okay right now there. I yeah. don't need help and I don't want, and, and they said, wow, like you're, you're the only tenant that's actually done that. Right. And, and, uh, you know, it's a your relationship with your landlord, even if it's an institution, is a long-term relationship. Like you're with them for decades, <laughs> so you know that goes a long way. I think people forget the win-win-win of business, right? right? Like our, our customers have to win. We have to provide them, you know, the service, the product, and and you guys do that better than anybody. And then of course we got to win. Like we got to make money. We got to be sustainable. We have to take care of our people, but you know, we also have all these vendors and, and things that are all, if they don't win, then then we, we have to create new product, new, new real estate, new, yep. new, new, uh, new circles of, um, um, distribution. I mean, like you could change all sorts of things with that. And everyone's thinking like, Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this, this person to the cleaners. We're, we're cleaning up and we're saving all sorts of money. Cause I made this sweetheart deal. And then I shut him down in three months because I made this sweetheart deal. Now all of a sudden I just broke my own back with a bad distribution cycle because I got to go source it somewhere else. And maybe I can't source what I need because I went for what the jugular on a, on a deal right. and all sided to me. We don't all win. It, it, something's going to give, right? What we did with our meat vendors, the steaks, we ended up 
you know, they got stuck with a ton of product. Uh, we ended up selling those steaks to individual consumers, uh, you know, uncooked, allowed them to take them home to put them on the grill yeah. for, I mean, essentially cost. I mean, maybe a little yeah. more than cost, but we, you know, and we, we just, over a couple of weekends, we just bombarded, you know, through social media and whatever. And people, I mean, there was one guy I know who he, a private equity guy, he put a group together and they bought like 10,000 steaks and threw them in their freezer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And yeah, they, bought the, they, bought, they probably brought the steaks and the freezers actually. Like, yeah, right. hey, listen, if we're going to go get it, let's just go put our group together. Uh, I got a deal over here. A guy who's willing to sell me 10 freezers. I've already got the storage facility. Let's just right. get some steaks. And when we want to go to the, you know, the cabin, we're going to go to this. Hey, you know, it's nice to go to Gibson's, but we can always do our own. Oh, we were, I mean, we were selling, literally the highest grade of meat you could sell at prices that were like below grocery store level. <laughs> right. For, right. For inferior product. And that was to help our vendors. It was, it, that's it. Right. They were stuck. So. Yeah. Do- so again, creating another win, 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 right? Like, Hey, right. clients are winning. They're like, Hey, I, I can't go and experience what I talked about this morning, which is the Gibson's experience as you go and the fellowship, like, you know, carry out's different, right? It was, Hey, we're grabbing great quality food, but we're going home and we're going to lose yep. this whole side of it that we always enjoy. And our so chef, I love way, it. our chef did a bunch of videos on how to cook a steak on the grill. That Everyone we, on that zoom. We, did you guys have zooms on, like going? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we did a bunch of those. It. That's so cool. So, you know, the pivots are just left and right. And, and great ideas are coming from anywhere, I assume. Tell me about some of the team members that are just bringing stuff and, and they're like, hey, that's awesome. I, 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 I told them, listen, if you have an idea, try it out. I mean, as long as it's not a huge investment of money, right? Because that's in short supply. Yeah. Um, but if it's a, if, as long as it's not a huge investment of money, give it a shot. Um, and, and tell me about it afterwards. I don't even I, like time is so of the essence here. I mean, we were doing leadership meetings daily. Uh, the teams at the restaurants are, are in there daily and they're trying to just brainstorm and come up with stuff. To me, it was, I don't care. Think, try it. If it works great. If it doesn't try something else, like don't, don't let an approval process or you know, it's, or, I guess the other thing we told them, there are two guidelines. One is it don't, as long as it doesn't cost a lot of investment. The other is as long as it's brand consistent, it doesn't. That's know. right. Yeah. So, but yeah. You're not starting a farmer's market on the corner with shucking corn, right? We like, almost you know, did. Like, wait, wait, we <laughs> yeah. almost did. Because you guys got good veggies, right? Like, we were, like, I mean, we looked at doing a grocery, you know, doing gross, competing with the grocery stores. And yeah. we decided, no, not, not, not worth it. Yeah, you have uh, you have a high, you know, a, a significant amount of volume. Obviously, if you have twenty two hundred people serving food, right? Like, I mean, to make this all happen, but you're right. It's um, that, that'd be a pretty big step. So, I mean, I think that like when you think about those times, um, what do you, oh, what do you I, think? I, I want to finish the question. There was what other lessons we weren't good for bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out pretty quickly who was on the team and who wasn't mm-hmm. most of the people were on the team That's there right. were some people very clearly indicated they weren't mm-hmm. um that you know that's one of those you don't you don't get an opportunity like that very often right yeah um so that was that was definitely a big lesson learned um you know i guess that that was a, that was one of the bigger ones um we talked about the cash we talked about the no debt um 
the, uh, I guess the other thing is people are, are, human beings are social animals. They need that community. I think we've all sort of learned this through this process, but we are a hub for people to come and meet and congregate. And we're seeing it now. We don't have enough people to service the volume that the customer wants. We're, we're social animals. We need each other. I think if people are, so if anyone heard that, you know, there's an opportunity for you in the Gibson's group, if you're looking for something. I mean, the other thing I'm hearing that I think a real lesson is, is that uh, through this, you can't over communicate in a crisis, right? Oh, like you're for sure. Leadership every day. Like, let's get the meeting together. Everyone get to your restaurant. Talk about what you're doing, what you're doing for the day. These are things we can accomplish. And I love the idea. And I'm, I'm just envisioning over Hugo's Frog Boss Bar as, as we're talking about, um, hey, these, these three, we're going to do this to the booze today inside. So we're going to have this project going. Uh, we're running this special on takeout and we want to market that. So let's talk about marketing ideas. And then we're also doing this in production. And then we're also doing this on uh, educating people on how to do crab legs, right? Like, so there are four significant events that have to happen today. And really it's all in, like we all got to do it. And it's not our usual, Hey, I've got table three through nine and you got, you know, like, like our, 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 our uh, intent is on different things, but it hasn't changed on intensity. Is that fair? Yeah, uh, I will say that. And we went through this, um, one of our restaurants is at Disney World in Florida. And we saw this same thing occur when a hurricane hit. Um, yeah. And it's one of, the, uh, one of the great opportunities in a crisis is it can really band people together, right? That's that, yes. you know, you talk about the military and the band of brothers and people going through adversity together and how it bonds people. Yes, um, absolutely did with our, our teams. Um, and it can go one of two ways, right? It can tear people apart too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you manage it well, uh, you know, you see people taking care of each other. You know, those bonds become really close. And then you're not just doing it for the business or for the paycheck. You're doing it for the guy who's next to you or the girl who is on this side of you because she needs help and you're yep. helping her because that bond is there. So, yeah. I, I, I tell you, and I think there's so much of that. And for people who haven't gone through, you know, big performances in theater or, you know, the opening day on Broadway or, you know, been with a championship team. I mean, I look at that and some of the championship teams I was involved in. I, I was speaking in the Michigan group and one of the state championship teams I was on uh, <coughs> 35 years ago, um, you know, like, I look at, I, I, one of my teammates, team members came to this talk I was doing and, you know, I hadn't probably seen him in 20 years. And it was like, there is a bond there of the things we had to go through to get that title. And you're a high school kids and you're developing this relationship together. And it is, it's something unique. And if someone doesn't go through things like this, I don't know if they always get a chance to experience that. So that, that goes to um, something I read not long ago, and I really, I mean, just like in the last few months, and I love this saying so much, and that is adversity is a gift. We're mm. right? better off today because of what we've gone through in the last 18 months. The team is better off. They're better managers. The bonds between them are, are greater. They, they, you know, there's a belief in each other. Everything that we're doing, we've gotten better operationally. Like we had to, there was, you know, there yeah. was fat there that had to be trimmed and there was more than fat. We trimmed blood, bone, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. muscle. We did, we did all that. But 
Um, at, at this point, we're operating better than we did before. Now, I do think as we ramp back up and we we're hiring, there's new people, right? And they have to relearn, not relearn, they have to learn our culture, they have to learn our system. And so there's going to be some growing pains with that. But yeah, the team that came through this is, I, I can't say enough of, of what a great team they are and mm. would not be, would not be what they are today without having gone through that. Yeah. I think um, for anyone who's ever gone to like, uh, 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 you know, in, in business, like uh, a restructuring, uh, you know, a bankruptcy kind of thing. Um, I mean, just this country from 9-11, from this country from the 09, I know you and I had a, you know, deep conversation in 12 about how much, how, how leaner we were as a country from operationally after 08 really being thick on, you know, heavy on payroll going, wow, we kind of, our payroll's gone way up. Why haven't our production gone way up? Have, have we not done the training? Have we gotten lazy? Have we right. instilled that in our team members? Like we, as a country, I felt like we just got leaner across the board going, we have to be, productivity has to still rule because everyone can't just get paid. Like the, the um, really the economics of it throw everything off kilter because it doesn't it doesn't rise up you can't have no productivity and have tons of you know employees and tons of people employed and then all of a sudden we get this unemployment deal and all of a sudden we got to level this out so it always changes um so another structure so that's why i I, when i think about you know big steve and i think about anyone in their 70s who's owned a company uh you know our company in transitions we work a lot of folks that are that are selling off their company and i mean this last 20 years, 21 years has been a pretty wild ride in the United States of challenges. And I mean, yeah. the only uh, of war, of 9 11, of 2009 crash, of political upheaval, of now this with a, with a pandemic and the challenge of that. Like it's been, I mean, I, I think, like you said, is if, if adversity is a gift, man, have we got the gift, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there's a lot you know, of gifts. <laughs> it's, it's the, um, when you talk about people who've been through this and have survived this successfully, you know, and I'm looking, I'm thinking of my management teams and the staff, you know, yeah. you see this gigantic problem. Now all these little problems become so much easier to handle yeah. right yeah um, their leadership and ability to deal with issues uncertainty whatever it is it, they've grown so much during that yes. right yeah um, so but you know getting back to my father i mean so he he starts coming back you know about end of the summer last year um and i will tell you so he is not one for compliments certainly with his children um and uh Certainly not with me anyway, and my brother, uh, maybe my <laughs> sister's a little more, but uh, he just says, you know, wow, I, I, I don't think he said he didn't think he could have done it, you know, yeah. had he been there. And, yeah. uh, and I just looked at him and I said, you know, well, failure wasn't an option. Like that's, yeah. you know, straight from Apollo 13, like that, that just was never on the table. We were going to figure something out and yeah. going back to like the PPP applications, and I tried to describe this to, you know, some of the people who are assisting me with it. I'm like, I want every possible scenario accounted for because we were seeing it. There was a generic application, but we we're seeing the application for the first time in its form 
you know, online when we opened up that portal. I didn't know how the information was going to have to go in there. I wanted it 20 different ways. I wanted to make sure I had one computer that was plugged in. I had another computer that's plugged in. I made sure the internet was working and I had two other people at other locations backing this up in case it didn't work. And it was, there's no, there's no excuse. There can't not be an excuse why we don't get this done. Um, in times of stress and adversity, people's true characters come out and do something or I can't. And he'd go, what if uh, there was, you were going to be, you know, you could get a million dollars, you know, to accomplish that. Would you figure out a way? And most often, you know, more often than not, I'd say, of course. And he'd go, <laughs> right. yeah. and then he go, we'll figure it out then, you know, um, yeah, right. a great lesson, uh, you know, and, and he'd even do something absurd. He'd go, what if I told you, uh, you need to, you know, figure out how to fly. And, you know, learn how to fly. I go, well, that's impossible. You know, birds fly, people learn. So if there's a million dollars, you know, you take $50,000, go to flight school, figure out how to become a pilot. And I, you know, you'd net $950,000. I go, that's a good point. You know? yeah, that's right. That's so. right. It's, um, it's so good. So when you talk about, I mean, so there's a major upskilling going on because yeah. there's a whole new perspective on, we have one unhappy customer and how I might deal with that to, Hey, we may have to close the restaurant down for six months, right? Like, I mean, right. the perspective is, is we can, I'm going to go make that customer happy. And I can do that. Like I, yeah. I, I can do that for us right now. Um, what do you think the, the superpower that separates you from others, Steve? I mean, when you talk about catapulting to the 1%, like this is not for the faint at heart. I love, I love what you just said was, you know, winners find a way. Right? Like, you know, exactly failure right. is not an option. Like, hey, winners find a way. There is a way to do this. And I want it to be at the least risk possible, but we need to find a way around, over, through. There is a way to get there. Yeah. We've, we've never closed a restaurant. Okay. Um, on, you know, for a, for a group our size, there's, I, I don't know if there's many people that can say that. Um, and, you know, it's, some of it's just, simple hard-headedness stubbornness like yeah. we'll figure out a way you know you, you're yeah. gonna do it and sometimes it's even throwing money after the issue sure. right throwing some money at the problem um but uh, and therefore causing more investment than you otherwise had projected but you know we just we're gonna figure it out um my uh you know and i'm not sure if the question was directed at me or the company but uh, you know the lessons i learned growing up were you know get your ass kicked, you get back up. Um, that's it. Uh, you know, you got to face the, the fears or the, this, it's just something you have to do. If you want to, I don't even want to be successful just to be a human, an adult human being like that. Those are the lessons that were given to me. And yeah. so, you know, even though I've had failures in my life, plenty of them, um, try to learn from them, of course. Um, the, uh, you know, the failure is the best learning you can do. Although then mm. isn't Buffett who said other people's failures are the best learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, let's talk, let's quickly talk about, um, would you do anything differently? Knowing what you know now, I mean, rear view mirror, you know, like let's, let's not like, you know, go deep into that rear view mirror, but like, if you just take a quick glance, anything that you know now that you might've done differently today, if this were to come again, um, you know, we, I, I don't know if there were, there were, would be, I really don't. Uh, I feel like we did 
all we could. Um, I feel that, you know, one of the, could we have been more involved? I mean, we were very active in terms of conversations, whether directly or indirectly through the industry associations, yeah. you know, with the governor's office, the mayor's office, um, trying to push to get reopened and reopened sooner and show how we could do it safely and all, all these sorts of things. Um, you know, I, I, you know, we live in a blue state, you know, um, the, the restaurant that was open first was in a red state. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how much more politically active we could have been to, you know, to help drive that. I mean, I don't think anything we said or did was going to change the mm -hmm. outcomes here in, in Chicago and, uh, and Illinois. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's the only thing that kind of comes to mind. What's the, what's the one belief value action um, that you'd write, that you took that you'd absolutely, the one thing you must do when facing adversity right now, like what's the, what's the one kind of stable foundation that maybe puts things back on level ground immediately for you that you'd recommend if someone else has to go through something, you know, what, what, what's one of those things like, Hey, you got to get this. Boy, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, I do think communication is a key piece of it because with 2,200 people, you've got 2,200 ideas, like listen to your people. Um, they will have ideas that will help. Uh, plenty of the ideas that won't work, um, but that, that's one of them. Uh, the other was just not feeling you know, there was a little bit, maybe at the very beginning, like, how is this happening? Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't even call it feeling sorry for ourselves. It, it, it's just sort of like, you know, you're sort of hit with shock. Um, but then it's just rolling up your sleeves and getting down to it, right? That's, there's no choice, right? That's what you have to do. Just get into it. Do you feel like, I mean, is everybody it gives, I mean, you have different brands, you have different styles, you know, Cortino and Hugo Frog Bar and uh, Gibson's Group, obviously, and then the Boathouse and you got a casino operation. You also run a couple of things for a couple of groups too. But um, is there a balancing act of multiple restaurant teams? Are they all under a similar style under the Gibson Group? They know that they're in the family and this is how the family runs it or yeah. is there's a little yes. bit more. Tell me about that. A little there, bit. There's some unique, you know, there's some unique aspects to each concept. Yeah. But the, the reality is, is there's, we have, we have core values, hospitality, quality, value, family. That's, those are our core values. And yeah. uh, the, the underlying mission statement is every customer must leave happy. Mm. And we don't always succeed at that. Right. That's at every location. Sure. Doesn't That's matter. Right. And even if they leave unhappy, it's figuring out a way to make them happy after the fact, which we don't like to do, but we will do it, right? That's what we have to do. It's not a choice, yeah. right? Somebody somebody writes a bad review, we call them up. We try and figure out what's going on. Yeah. So. Well, I can appreciate that because me, my family, my friends, my colleagues, my peers, we always leave very happy when we, when we uh, come to your place, man. So uh, let's talk about, uh, you've had a lot of success. I mean, 
astronomical. I mean, as you just said, you know, besides the top seven of 100, right. Um, you know, never closed a restaurant, you know, everyone says this is one of the toughest businesses to be in, but what is the best battle that Steve Lombardo, the third has conquered in your lifetime? Oh boy. Um, in my lifetime, I got to go back before the business, but, um, okay. You know, I had a, my, what was it? My first year of law school. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, doing, I, I failed at three things that year. I'd gone through my life with pretty much no real failures. Uh, I was pretty successful pretty much at anything I'd done. I had go to law school. I'm, I have this college football television show during this year too. I'm doing that. Uh, I am, and I'm also just, you know, for shits and giggles, um, I studied accounting, so I've got to sit for the CPA exam. So I do all three and I flunk the CPA exam. We have a, a one successful season of the show, but we lost a little bit of money and we don't make it on the second season. And during this time, I'm just, you know, I'm an A student everywhere I'm at and I get my first report card back from Georgetown law. And it's like, I just missed the boat. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a lack of studying. It wasn't a lack of knowledge. It was a lack of understanding what, because, and I'll digress for one second, but in law school, they don't want a right answer. They want you to think of all the possible scenarios and alternatives and sort of account for each instead of a typical question on a test was, here's the right, here's, here's the answer. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. And I just yeah. bombed it. Um, and I mm. figured it out after fact, I ended up passing the CPA exam the second time around. I figured out the law school game and, and did well, but it was one of those very humbling experiences. And one of those where, you know, like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, the trifecta. Had to take a step back at that point. I mean, you know, down, but not out. So you decide, you prioritize, right? You prioritize the study. You get back to law school, make the adjustments. I'm sure going to your people and saying, Hey, what do you need from me? How do I do it better? How do I go through that? Right. And you decide, Hey, listen, I'm probably not going to be the next Al Michaels. So you shut the show and some of that may be decision for you, but you know, no time. Yeah. It was asking for help. Really. That was, you know, instead of trying to do it alone, asking. Yeah. That's huge. That's yep. huge. All right. Well, first of all, a lot of time, man. Thanks for all the time today. This has been great. I'm sorry for the technical, you know, glitch there, but um, thank you so much, Steve. This has been no. awesome. I know our listeners will see the value in the episode today. Uh, I mean, I just enjoyed learning about like all the pivots you're making. Uh, and, and I think there's a lesson in there for people under crisis. The one I really grabbed on to was your ability to give your team autonomy and say, Hey, listen, I trust in you. I'm giving you freedom. Like, tell me what you're doing. Give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay too. Like, let us know. We'll monitor it, right? Um, which I think- At the end of the day, we were losing money hand over fist. So what's a little more or a little less gonna matter? Yeah, yeah right. And I think, I, but I don't think that's everybody's mentality, right? Yeah. And, and that's what we're really talking about. We're really talking about winners find a way. And there's a mentality saying, I'm okay 
losing for a little bit you know like we do this in baseball right like yeah. hey we're we're 20 and 30 i'm okay with losing the next 10 days to figure out the rest of the season right because that's only getting us to i have 100 games left to get it right and if we right. can win 75 of those last 100 games we're gonna make the playoffs like we're gonna be fine right but i'm willing to sacrifice a little bit right now to to get this thing on the right path and it takes some trust. It takes some uh, ability to, to look into your people's eyes and know that they, they believe and want what you want. And uh, I think it's pretty awesome. It's, it's time now for the best way to win. Is there something that we haven't shared today with listeners that we did not touch on that maybe like, hey, when you're down and then you're facing this, um, what's, what's, what's part of the secret sauce or, or a foundational thing at the Gibson Group that's helped you weather through, hey, three, four major things in the last 20 years that have kept you in the way. So one of the other things we learned is our brand is probably more meaningful and has more value than we would have attributed to it. And some of that is just, um, you know, kind of that self-image, like, I can't believe, you know, whether it's my father saying this or, or, or me that, you know, he created this brand that has national international you know exposure everybody knows it everybody loves it or i hope everybody loves it not everybody but a lot of people love it and so um and how he created that and and how did he do that and there was some luck along the way but you know it came down to that every customer must leave happy and never once letting something go you know somebody has yeah. a bad experience i mean we have people call the corporate office and they'll call and they'll complain and they'll over, you know, jump over the restaurant and the manager's there. And, you know, I call them. Yeah. I want, I hear them out. Um, and I talk to them and, you know, they get a, a call from, you know, one of the owners of the company that's meaningful to them. Right. They, they've sure. already, they're, whether it's angry, pissed, sad, whatever it is that they've already decided to call, you know, to hear us, to, to, to air their grievances you know, we need to hear them. I mean, we also think that's the other thing is we love customers who complain. That's, I mean, think about that, you know, and ultimately I, do I love doing that? No, I don't, but it's, it's so much part of ingrained in what, who we are that is we love customers who complain because guess what? They tell us what we're doing wrong. Yep. Like how, and you get to fix it. Right. Yeah. The worst thing we say in our, our business, the worst thing is the customer who has a bad experience and disappears and never comes back again. Doesn't right. say a word. Like, that's right. We love customers. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a paradigm shift for people out there that they got to understand. Like negative feedback is not all bad. Like we have to learn how we get better and, right. and they're going to tell you, we get that from sports, right? You might, cause we both have a baseball background. I mean, we love the fact like, Hey, if you're sitting there telling me I'm, I'm, I'm collapsing on my back leg and my elbows, you know, coming down and I'm hitting balls up in the air and popping up, pop up, pop up. Like I want that feedback. You're watching to my fix son today, it. <laughs> no, no, no. We've had that conversation. He's never going to do that. Um, so, so I he mean, a I triple, think that's, by a, the way. that's a great it, lesson. Just, Destroyed a ball today, yes. So <laughs> nice. So and an early morning game at that. So um, all right. So get real quick. Uh, tell them where they can find you, Steve. Again. All right. Uh, I'll give you my uh, email address, which is just Steve3 okay. at grgmc.com. Steve, 
the number three at grgmc.com. And Stephen Lombardo, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Stephen Lombardo. He is on LinkedIn. Uh, check out his profile there. Uh, chairman of the Gibson Group. Uh, it is incredible what this team has done over there. It's amazing. Uh, follow our show on the YouTube Live and many more voice videos on Leadershipity channel. Um, we are at Leadershipity on Instagram and Twitter, Trent M. Clark. You can find us on all the social medias there. Um, we have lots of other things on our Leadershipity channel that we Welcome you to, please, if you love this show, give us five stars, subscribe to our channel. We'd love that. Um, and then, of course, look for our upcoming book, The Pyramid of Leadershipity. DM or email me uh, if you're looking for help in the coaching and leadership development and team development. We do a lot of it. And if you enjoyed today's episode, come back, please. Uh, last thing, Steve. Tough times. We, we have things we read. And I know you're well-read. I mean, a lawyer, you know, you're constantly reading. And then you hate when I ask you to read stuff. <laughs> so, so when you got it, what's your go-to? What is something you go to and, and a place you're always going to want to go back to? In terms of reading books or, or what? For, for, for when you're down, something like a oh. quote, a verse, something that you may go to that says, hey, like this writes my ship pretty quick. Uh, oh, boy. Now I know I gave you a bunch. I've forgotten them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You some good ones. Um, no, you know, I, I here, I, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I don't know if it's a quote, but it's a story. I mean, I did get into a fight as a kid. I got my ass kicked, um, came home, we uh, bloodied and everything. And uh, it was in a pickup ba basketball, baseball, you know, like game like that. And uh, my father just said, okay, you got two options. You can um, stay home and cry. Uh, or you can clean yourself up and get back out there. Pick yourself up. That's it. And, yeah. uh, you know, you get bloodied. It happens. Like, yeah, that's how you react to it. And that's the same lesson I preach to my kids when they have something bad happen to them, which is, okay, something bad did happen. How are you going to react to it? You know, yeah. are you going to be defined by external forces or are you going to be defined by yourself? That's, you yeah. know, you You've got the people who are out there who are victims of everything, and you've got people who are champions. Winners. Yeah. winners I really like. Yeah, that's right. Winners find a way to win. I love. I love the E plus R equals O. Right. Uh, there's an event, and then your part is the reaction. How mm -hmm. will I react to that event to conclude the outcome? Because there's going to be an outcome. The event happened. Then there's going to be a reaction, and then there's going to be an outcome. Well, if I react poorly. The outcome typically is poor, right? If I react right. well, hey, I get a better outcome, right? So it is on us in that. And I love that. I love that from a couple of guys over in Ohio, actually, who uh, came up okay. with that. But for me, thinking about our conversation this week, we spend a lot of time together. We've known each other a while. I like to think about a verse that I always think or a quote. And, uh, you know, going, knowing what you've been through over this time, I went right to, uh, I, I stumbled across this reading the Bible, Proverbs 29, 18, when, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I thought, man, like when, you know, when this whole thing goes, they are looking to the leader to go, Hey, what's our vision. And you're instantly going in, Hey, leadership meets. We're going to PPP. This is what we're doing for you. This is how we're going to, and you're creating vision of how we'll get through it and, and how we'll get the best knowledge we can to get it. And, and very quickly formulating a vision of how it can work 
But minus that vision, when people are not communicated that and given how it might be for us and what's going to happen, you know, first our imagination runs wild, which is never good for us, right? And next is- By the way, on that note, we all know people who assume the worst. Some people assume the best, but, you know, they see what's going on. If there's not, if you're not telling them why or why you're doing what you're doing, they, you know, they fill in the gaps and some people- some people give you the benefit of the doubt and plenty of others don't. That's right. That's right. And I think, you know, that can run away on us, right? That can really run away on this isn't good for me anymore. This isn't where I should be. And so I, I love that. I think creating that vision, I think you've done that always so well. I mean, even from you're having this flagship and I think back to, um, you know, a few years back when you decided like, hey, we're going to go to Disney and do the boathouse. I remember when you guys decided like, this is very a little bit, there was a stretch. There's a risk in the brand protection and quality. It's not next door, which I say, you know, a lot of your restaurants are within, you know, 15 mile radius. Right. Yep. And, and so now all of a sudden it's like, hey, can we do our team? There's a big bunch of challenges in doing this well. And, and that restaurant is number two in the country now. So, you know, it sounds like it worked out okay, but all without, not without risk, right? There's always risk. That's right. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Yep. Um, No risk, no reward. That's, you know, you want to minimize risk, but if if there was no risk, there is no reward. Pure and simple. Pure and simple. We're going to end on that, man. That's awesome. Pure and simple. Thank you for everybody coming. Thank you for joining us on Winners Find a Way. Thank you to Steve Lombardo. Can't wait to see everybody next time on uh, next Friday when I welcome. uh, Let's see here. It is uh, the 16th is going to be, I believe, Ann Gaffigan joins us next Friday. Uh, a, A fabulous track and field athlete has a great story of the Olympic trials and her experience in that in the steeplechase and one time uh, I think I think the U.S. best steeplechaser at one point so I'm pretty excited to talk to Ann and her leadership and what she's doing she's in the tech space now a woman in leadership in tech and it's awesome so can't wait to welcome Ann next Friday every Friday winners find a way show 12 30 eastern 9 30 a.m pacific join us leadership at a youtube channel thanks again Steve hey thank you always great seeing you and talking to you Thank you for joining us for another Winners Find a Way show. I am your host, Trent Clark. If you love this episode, share this episode with your friends and follow us on whatever podcasting medium you're listening to. If you want more content from us, join us at leadershipity.com or the Leadershipity YouTube channel. You can find us on all the social media networks at either Trent M. Clark or Leadershipity for our award-winning workshop win with great teams you can find that page on linkedin as well as our corporate page leadershipity if you want to win more it starts with you today say it with me now i have what it takes